fuck? Would've How many? Been. What's your save coming up to now? <laughs> I don't know. It's getting high. Yeah, it's 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 a it's, it's a good a good amount. It's got to be four or five. Yeah, it's a good amount. God, Elijah has saved like five episodes so far, y'all. Yeah, man. From me hitting the record on this thing and then not recording to me just, just for, forgetting. Yeah, and you've been like, hey, Frank, you might want to. <laughs> hey, the button. <gasps> button thank you yeah before we get too deep that'd be a bad feeling right there man really 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 the most infamous podcast back in the place what do we're always here man we never go home <laughs> we're sleep in this joint man we sleep in here <laughs> yeah man. coming up with topics that's what we do we Dang. work around the clock for you mm-hmm. our dedicated listenership yes we do to come up with the dopest of podcast topics the most infamous Come on, they don't man. call us the most infamous for nothing for nothing for a reason yeah. specific reason and so this week this is this is a topic man that uh something i've wanted to to dive into for mm-hmm. a while and this is something that kind of undergirds as they say everything that we do mm-hmm. and it is the mentality right this week we're going to talk about the scarcity mentality versus the abundance mentality you're gonna get people in their feelings <laughs> hey man we're gonna inspire some people too yeah yeah i know i'm just you know what I mean? just but fucking you, with y'all but you know what we do yeah we, we, it could go either way with us man right we're known to get people ex- inspired and pissed off equally hey you know so but at the end of the day you're gonna become a better version of you yep you're gonna be back yep you're gonna be like that shit was fire right so uh the the thing some people have heard this term before some people have not but the abundance mentality versus the scarcity mentality it kind of refers to how you view the world mm-hmm. your worldview right so someone with a scarcity mentality views the world as never having enough mm-hmm. uh, through the lens uh, they view the world through the lens of scarcity how little there is of things to go around right a person with the abundance mentality views the world in terms of how much there is and that there should be enough or will always be enough for everyone. Right. Right. So why is this important? This is important because if you are creative or no matter what you do in life, how you view the world, the lens through which you view the world has an impact on every decision you make. Hell yeah. Those who view the world with a scarcity mentality make decisions based upon a certain criteria and their certain belief system. And those who believe and view the world through the lens of abundance view things and act completely different. Very much so. This is an important conversation that you have to have with yourself Mm -hmm. above all, because as I have discovered in life, and I'm sure many other people have discovered in life, there are things we were taught that uh, as kids, Mm -hmm. as young adults, that planted a scarcity mentality in us and we didn't know until we got older that it was having a destructive impact on our lives yeah i mean it's almost a cultural thing yeah yeah i mean for african-american i mean as an african-american poverty yeah poverty period you know what i mean like there's a culture around everything right right and and so so we want to talk about that here that like this might be, you know, a podcast that is going to be polarizing because some people won't get it. Some people will. Right. Those of you who do get it, I hope that this message uh, resonates with you and that you do some reflection and you find the things in yourself that you can change uh, the lens 
if you will, and that it kind of helps you kind of move forward and into a more productive, abundant life. And, uh, you know, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Okay, here we are. Yeah, scarcity. Yes. Versus abundance. Mm, something I know all too well. Okay, so now we're going to talk about six things that define each mentality so the first thing uh that defines scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality is the view on resources Mm -hmm. scarcity mentality views the world as having limited resources abundance mentality views the world as having an abundance of resources this plays its way out in certain things uh in people's lives for example success Mm -hmm. those with a scarcity mentality feel that only certain people can be successful and that someone else's success means that someone else cannot be successful right they view success as a zero-sum game either you're successful or i'm successful yeah we can't we can't both be (laughs) successful Right. We can't both be happy. Right. And that is because they view life through the lens of scarcity. Mm -hmm. They will never in a million years believe that there's enough space for you Mm -hmm. to have success and for me to have success doing the same thing, but having similar results and that my success does not come at your expense Mm -hmm. and that your success doesn't come at my expense and expense and that we're allowed to coexist in the same place uh, and both be successful. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why scenes don't work out in cities because everybody thinks that there's this limited number of fans, this limited number of clubs that'll let you play. Yes. And if I don't, if you play, then I probably won't get the opportunity to play. If these people are your fans, then they may not like my music. So I got to try to make sure that you don't get to shine so I can shine. Yes. Instead of working together to build something where everybody can shine. Or build your own. Yeah, build your own thing. Right? Yeah. We experienced this and, you know, this is let's get into some practical examples of this mentality, Mm -hmm. the the limited resources uh, portion of the scarcity mentality at play. Mm -hmm. We had cats who literally when we were at our peak, oh, four or five locally, I would be told about cats saying things about us like, man, I wish they would just get out of the way so we could be successful. 
so we can win. They've been on top too long. I'm tired of them. Um, and there was always this all kind of comments that basically said because Weightless is successful, mm-hmm. because Blueprint, a logic greenhouse envelopes is successful. We can't be successful right now. That's why. And all we need to be successful is for them to retire, quit, fall out of favor with the fans. Then there will be enough space opportunity for us to be successful. Them cats still sitting on the bench, ain't they? Yes. <laughs> it's funny to look at 15 still years, on the bench. 10, 15 years later. Still on the bench. We never stopped. Nope. They never got started mm-hmm. because in their mind, they never believed that there was enough opportunity for them. Right. They never believed that they can be successful. So can I. Mm-hmm. Them, them having a fan base doesn't stop me from having a fan base. Them having a fan base means that I can have a fan base. It's possible. Yeah. Right. That's the abundance mentality. Yeah. The abundance mentality would have said, oh, shit, they got a cracking. That means I can win, too. Right. The abundance mentality. Oh, shit, they got a cracking. Let me holler at them and see what they did. Exactly. Cats like hip hop. They yeah. really do like hip hop here in Columbus. Yeah. That means that I can get on. I can get I can make some moves. Even if you think we suck. Right. The abundance mentality to say, wow. It's possible. They doing something right. they did it, right. <laughs> I could definitely do it. Right. I'm way dope for them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they suck. I don't. I can win. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. But but it's, you see that mentality a lot locally. Like you're saying, people, it's almost like they use, they don't even know they talk like that, but it sounds like a cop out mm-hmm. when they talk like that to other people because we've never viewed it like that. No. Nah. We never looked at it like, oh man, the megahertz success is gonna stop us from being successful. Right. We need we need Camus and copyright and RJ. We need them to stop being successful. They need to move to New York. Yeah, when they <laughs> when they move out, then we can become locally successful. Right. We never once had conversations like that. Nah. I think we were we were boots on the ground mm-hmm. selling tapes hand to hand to our friends, family, and fans, and whoever would listen to us, and we were allowed to build our own fan base. And we saw that and we never really felt threatened. I think people were threatened more people were threatened by us than we were by them. Oh yeah, definitely. We didn't pay them no attention. Right. Because we just wanted to do what we wanted to do. Right. We wanted to do our thing. And get hurt and for people to like our music. We yeah. could care less what you making. Yeah. Whether it was dope or not. And if it was dope, usually we did shows together. We would we would link up and really see what people were doing. Yeah. Like we paid attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and just think about how this how how viewing the world as having limited resources plays out locally. Um, let's say Blueprint and Elogic come up and we go from playing Bernie's to playing uh high five which is we from basically a 100 capacity room to a 200 capacity room to a 500 capacity room scullies right Mm -hmm. we do that not as a crew we just do we do it as a crew but we don't tell anybody they can't come we don't we were the first person playing most of these rooms right Mm -hmm. someone with a scarcity mentality will think if i can't play that room with them then that means that my career is invalidated right or people are hating or they're stopping me from doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is that the rooms we were playing were right for us. Right. They were based on what we were seeing as being the best thing for our career, not what's best for everyone else. Right. Maybe someone else, there were other people who viewed it as like, yo, why are y'all taking hip hop down there? Right. Remember? Yeah. We moved hip hop down the street as yep. they spoke. When we yep. took it from the we weekly sure at did. Bernie's, we took it into real venues and there were people who were mad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they only saw hip hop through the lens of this one weekly event 
that if you didn't go there every week, then you weren't cool. Mm-hmm. But we were thinking bigger. Yeah. We're like, we have fans who don't even come to this night. Right. Who don't even know shit about Bernie's. They can work every Sunday. Right. And if they did, they're not attached to like, they want to see us in a nice room mm-hmm. with a nice sound system. Yeah. And a show that happens early and it's done by midnight. Right. So why don't we just do shows like that? Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking not to spite them or to say that the weekly event wasn't good enough for us, but to say, hey, we're thinking about a group of people coming to see us who we may not even know Mm -hmm. who we may not even talk to, but we believe in our hearts is there. Yeah. Right. They couldn't see that because they had the lens of limited resources on everything. Yeah. And and mentioning the, uh, some of the rooms we were the first ones to play in. If we were, if we thought scarcity in, in, in a scarcity mentality, then we would have been like, oh, it's not enough venues yes. that allow hip hop to yep. play. play. Right. So we, we're, we're limited in what we could do. We looked, we just continued to build and do what we needed to do. And yes. we got invited to play in these yes. places. And we went, we've had probably a, a year to two year period where we went played any venue that would have us. Anywhere. Remember we played that little punk rock spot where the sound system went out, we were doing acapellas. Yep. Yep. We played that one art space that's now on uh, King Dragonfly yep. where you proposed your, your wife yep. at. Yep. Those are places we only played once. Yeah. Because they either liked us or they hated hip hop. Right. They but they took a chance. On us. Yeah, and we were just like, okay, we'll yep. just try something else. While everyone else in the city was saying Columbus doesn't support hip hop. Yeah. This scene's not big enough to support local hip hop. Mm-hmm. We were going out being supported. Yeah. Oh, that room doesn't like us. There's someone who will. Yeah. And we would just pitch it to someone else and they will say, yeah, come on in. Let's try it. Yeah. But you can't do that if you have a, 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 a scarcity mentality. Right. And you believe that there's not enough, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the, the thing that that saved us was just in some instances, we were just naive. In some instances, we just were like, why are y'all tripping over that? Right. Uh, like I said before, you know? we didn't pay them no attention. Uh-uh. We were too busy trying to be successful. Yes. We weren't paying nobody no attention when other people got pats on the back. Cool. But we, this is what we doing. Yeah. We on this path and this is where we going and we going to get ours if we keep putting the work in. And we did. Yeah. So that's the number one thing. Number one thing is, you know, the land you view limited resources versus abundant resources that's number one Mm -hmm. okay the number two thing that defines or uh a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality is savings versus investment Mm. see when some people those who have been raised a lot of times subconsciously which i was raised like this you view money or resources like this you either hold on to it or you save it Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. You save it or you spend it. Yeah. Those are your two things. You save or you spend. But no one tells you about the third option, which is investing. Right. Because, Very different. Right. Because, oh, I got money. I'm going to spend it. Okay, cool. Oh, I got money. I'm going to save it and hold tight. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I got money. I'm going to take this money or resources or time or mm-hmm. skill. I'm going to invest it in something else with the belief, faith that that thing is going to pay me back more than what I put in at a later date. Yeah, I'm going to get a return on my investment. Return on my investment. A lot of people don't have the patience for investing. Mm -hmm. And then some people are downright scared of investing because they've been taught that when you get something, hold on tight yeah or or get or get rid of it or or live it up yeah live it up or hold on because the worst thing you want to do is is have this money and then not have done anything with it right 
or to just sit on this money. You don't want that. You don't want to lose the money. Right. God right. forbid you sit there and something happens and you lose the money. But no one tells you about the worldview that believes that money should be invested. Yes. This is what separates people who view. But if you view the world, if you view the money you have or time you have or, 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 or skills you have as something that you have to hold tight on to mm-hmm. because you don't want to lose, you're being ruled by fear. Yes. Fear is making you not take chances. Yeah. Whereas the person who has an abundance mentality is going to take more chances. He's going to invest. Mm-hmm. He's not going to sit there and say, okay, well, this is good, but man, I don't want to take that chance. Right. You know, this has played itself out in my career numerous times. Oh, yeah. Many people told me I should have not made Adventures in Counterculture. Oh, yeah. When I was making it, there were people like, bro, why are you taking it there? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why wouldn't I take it there? Yeah, why not? Because I, what? But, I was a huge supporter when this was happening. Yeah. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, do it. Yeah. Take it there, bro. Because it made perfect sense to me, mm-hmm. but what it what it revealed to me musically was that many people view i viewed that album as an investment in the second half of my career yeah and the, and the rest of and the rest your of future career, right yeah. I, I view like yo for me to go from being a rapper to being seen as an artist who gets more leeway i have to make a record that shows what i can do mm-hmm. the whole breadth of it and until i make that record i'm going to always be seen as the 1988 guy who makes traditional throwback hip-hop albums yeah and when I so to me, it was an investment. Right. The 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 scarcity mentality thing for me to do would have been for me to make another record like 1988 yep. and another record like 1988 and another record like nine and just keep doing that. And it would have built up. It would have been good for branding. Mm-hmm. We know we're gonna get we get him. Right. But or people would have gotten bored with it. Mm-hmm. Times have changed, and people would have said, "We know we're getting with him. Let's just move on." Right. Right. To me, I wanted to invest in my career so i made an artistic decision mm-hmm. that allowed me to do that but those who have the scarcity mentality don't make decisions like that because they're thinking what the fuck is going to happen if my fans don't like this record all right why would i want to take a chance like that i'm gonna they look at it through the lens of losing more than gaining mm-hmm. i looked at it through the lens of gaining i never thought what am i gonna lose making this record all right i thought what am i gonna gain making this record and the thing is you're not always gonna win yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you can't be scared to take a risk and make an investment. And you may not come out on top, but you can't go into it thinking that you're going to lose automatically. Right. You got to go into it with the confidence in what you're building and what you're doing that I'm going to win. And if I don't, it's a lesson learned. You yes. know what I'm saying? But you don't you, you can't go in thinking that you're going to lose. Yes. You got to go in thinking that you, you, you got to have a winner's mentality. Yeah. And, and if you but it's hard for people to do that. They don't even know, you know. Like, what is the source of all of this negative inner dialogue Mm -hmm. that people have? Because oftentimes we can talk about haters as much as we want. But the biggest hater people have is their mind. Oh, hell yeah. Their inner dialogue tells does way more damage to them than any outside person ever could. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to think, what is the the source of that? It's fear. People are afraid. It's like you have nothing. You're scared. It's like poor people are afraid of being homeless. Mm-hmm. Middle class people are afraid of being poor. Yep. Rich people are afraid of being middle class. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Everybody is fucking afraid of dropping that tear mm-hmm. and being put somewhere where they're uncomfortable. Where meanwhile, the people who are rich don't give a shit. They keep investing. They yep. keep uh, putting their money into things that make them more money. Why? 
because they understand that if they the worst thing is doing nothing, mm-hmm. not investing is is absolutely terrible. Yeah. And so that fear rules us. It's fucked up, man. Like I've I've been paralyzed by it. We all are. We're creative people where we yeah. think, man, this record is uh, Yeah, I don't know. Should I take it there? Right. You know, should I do that? But like, I mean, look at the, another example. Look at this podcast. Yeah. I mean, come on. A year ago, we wouldn't have done this. Mm-mm. I thought that, yeah, we should expand it in some kind of way. But like this is the the visual representation of the abundance mentality. Right. A motherfucker just says, look, I haven't made a dime off this podcast yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to still improve and invest in it so that it's the best product possible right. so that when we do have a chance to do something like that, you know, we will have created a listenership, a viewership that is loyal enough Mm -hmm. to support us when we make that call. Um, But if you got the wrong mentality, you're not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard to make that jump from thinking about scarcity and thinking about saving to thinking about investing Mm -hmm. for people who especially who have been grown, who have grown up, in a household where either you save or you spend. Yep. You know, and it's very difficult to make that jump. But once you do make that jump and you start to see the fruits of that, you'll see that it's worth it and you'll want to invest more yes. and more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and Carnage were having a conversation off air about just like music videos, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we talked about it that night and they were talking about like, sometimes how do you justify spending the money on a music video when there's no immediate return on investment, right? Like there's no yeah. cash return. drop three to $500. <laughs> Sometimes, more. Sometimes more depending on, you yeah, know, I've paid a thousand dollars. I paid 1200, 1500 mm-hmm. for music videos. Yeah. And at the time you think, man, I'm dropping this dough. <laughs> How am I going to get this back? <laughs> where where this coming from? <laughs> Your chest start hurting. <laughs> heart palpitations and whatnot yeah <laughs> you're like am i really about to write this check yeah bro for this, this three minute video yeah am i really taking it there yes you know and you don't know how it's gonna play out but the un- but that's fear that's all that is fear if you put your best foot forward you have to look at that as an investment mm-hmm. and you it's not just music videos but it's almost everything that involves about art being creative because this ain't math oh no this ain't finance yeah it ain't two plus two equals four (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like i gotta take a chance i mean it's it's just like me producing my album i have access to you i have access to so many producers but me producing my own record no one's ever really heard my production like that yeah and me putting out my next record with just my production is a big ass fucking risk but I, i i invested the time to learn how to do it yeah to put something together that would be nice and presentable and that holds its own in my catalog. Yes. You know, I took the time to do that and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't invest the money yes. for the equipment and the time in learning how to, you know, create, develop a new craft. Yes. That's a fact, man. So, so if you're listening at home, uh, the, the main thing we would want y'all to do with this episode is kind of use it as an opportunity to take a personal inventory, yeah. to question yourself about like, 
what is behind the decisions you're making, truly behind the decisions you're making. Sometimes you don't even know. I've made decisions that were based on fear mm-hmm. and it took me three months, six months, a year to see that I made a decision right. based on fear. I'd be like, oh. And then another year to, to climb out of it. Yeah. You like, know? Oh, yep. Man, I've only made that decision because it was a safe decision. Yeah. I shouldn't have did that, man. I, let me, fuck this. I'm gonna do it the way I, sh- I wanted to do it from the beginning. Yeah. And then when you do that and then you see a return on that, it validates the whole thing and understand if you're not even trying, then you have no way to even put yourself in a position to make tomorrow better than today. Exactly. So uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know, I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career, is back in stock. All back in stock. You can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show! Yes. Yeah, boy. Those guys. It's us. We the most uh metaphysical podcast too. Metaphysical. <laughs> beyond the spirit, beyond the physical, man. We metaphysical. You know what I'm saying? These are metaphysical concepts. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I heard that word for a minute. I ain't listened yeah. to no Jay Rudy Damager in a while. Yeah, yeah. Smooth nice and smooth used to say. They used to have mad metaphysical concepts on their records. <laughs> metaphysical. Yeah. Mystical, magical, metaphysical. Mm. Oh yeah. man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know this is a metaphysical concept. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we got two down. Mm. We got a uh, number three thing that defines scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality is waiting on the perfect situation. Never comes. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't exist. Uh, come on, man. It doesn't exist. The scarcity mentality tells you that a. Uh, opportunities are limited mm-hmm. and that you know to get one opportunity means you're going to lose another opportunity right you know if i put this record out now they'll never give me an opportunity to do that thing over there right right scarcity mentality for us would have been something like holding on to our records in hopes of being signed by rhyme Sayers. right 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 you know what i mean as opposed to Hey, we got a record. Let's put out the record <laughs> yeah. and make a name and uh-huh. send it to people and play shows and build our own fan base. Mm-hmm. Waiting on a perfect situation is one of the most dangerous things you can do, but it's very common to those who have like uh, a scarcity mentality. Just think about like, like how people go about acting once they have some success. Mm-hmm. The mentality when you have success is like, okay, well, I have some success. I have enough to get a little more attention. Right. Then you start seeing people get more conservative. Yeah. They start thinking, oh man, I really can't take no chances now. Right. Yeah. I can't go there. Uh, I can't, I can't be seen with this person. What are they I can't, think? Right. Yeah. What yep. they're going to, man, if these people who've got that power, see me doing this, then what? Are, I don't want them to see me operating at this level. Yeah. Man, if they see me work on a merch table, they're going to think I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not a big star. Stars yeah. don't work on a merch table. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. I got good music. I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to do the waiting thing a lot with loops. Mm-hmm. Man, I got so many loops from 90, my first crate. 
I just go, wait, five. this ain't, I don't got the right drums yet. Bruh, I had yeah. this since college. Mm-hmm. A crate of loops I had since college. You know, I have not used a single one of them. Damn. I had a whole, it was my first crate. And passed those over. <laughs> I look at those records sometimes like, man, what was you thinking? Mm-hmm. Why did you sit on these loops? But when we, when we first started recording, this is what I would tell myself. Like, man, this loop is too dope for us to use, man. I'm going to wait until we get a bigger situation. Mm. Then I'm going to make a beat out of this. I'm going to hold this one. Yeah. Keep this in the stash. Yeah. Bro, I, I saved so many loops from that era only to find out that music changes. Yeah, sure it does. Culture changes. Mm-hmm. The, the, the criteria for what makes something dope right then and there changes every day. It does. So the ideas and loops and the concepts that you thought you were going to sit on and we're going to still be valid, mm-hmm. you know, a year, two years, or once you get the deal. Right. Once we, these, these are the loops to when we get signed. Mm-hmm. I would tell myself that when I first start making, when yeah. we get signed, I'm going to break out these loops. So I always got some super crazy shit in the stash. Right. Never happened, bro. I should have made beats out of those records right then and there. Yeah. And we would have actually been closer to our goal faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If that's what we wanted. Uh huh. But I had the scarcity mentality back then. Mm-hmm. Granted, I had a lot of dope beats. Yeah. But I was sitting on some shit yeah. that I should have used. Yeah. And I blame it on having the wrong mentality. Yeah. Like this, this goes into the saving versus investment as well. Yes. Because cats will hold on to shit and say like when the right time comes yeah then i'll invest in my career when the, or or I, I can't invest in my career because i'm waiting on to get signed uh, yeah. i'm waiting on this cat to you know recognize me so yeah. i can get in this position i'm not gonna start from the bottom i want to start in the middle yeah. you know what i'm saying like this this mentality it, it goes it goes into the investment too people scared to invest because they waiting on the right the right time to invest or the right person to invest instead of investing themselves. Yeah. And like you said, there is no perfect situation. No, it never comes. Never. Like, Even getting signed right. ain't the perfect situation. I, I try to tell people that every day, you know, how people be emailing me all the time, print, how I get on rhyme series, bro. How'd you get on rhyme I get series, too. bro? How do I get signed to them? How can I get my record heard by them? And sometimes I'm like, man, you, you don't even know. You ain't even put out your own record yet. Right. You don't even know what you're asking for. Like what? If you haven't put out your own record and went through that process of of handling every aspect of that, you, to me, you have not earned the right to get a record deal from anybody else. Hell no, you haven't. You haven't earned that because all you're gonna do is be confused and helpless mm-hmm. and probably taken advantage of yep. in these situations. People say, how do artists get taken advantage of so much? Because most of them don't know how the business works because yep. they've never tried it. Yeah, they don't understand. How, how much it costs to press a CD. Right. They feel like because they, they record didn't break even, they're getting screwed. Well, this is what it costs when you don't make money. <laughs> yeah, that shit is not cheap. Yeah, when you weren't selling records. Yeah. You know, and since you were too cool to do any of the legwork mm-hmm. when you got signed because you didn't think it was important, your record just sat there. Yeah. And then it came back and it got returned and then your label got charged back. This is all because you didn't want to learn the shit because you were waiting on something perfect yeah no get out there learn the business use yourself as a guinea pig and 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 stop waiting on a perfect situation because it doesn't i i, I could say this as a motherfucker who's been in every role yeah i've ran the label mm-hmm. i've put out other people's albums yeah put out my own albums mm-hmm. on my own label been on other labels yeah i've been in all these situations and nothing is perfect never nothing's perfect what you want as an artist a hundred percent no label will ever be able to do all of that. 
Right. Never. I mean, that's part of the thing. Nobody is going to is going to put you in a position that you won't put yourself in. Right. They're going to put you they're They're going to put you in whatever position they think you need to be in. Yes. They're not going to put you in a position you think you should be in. So it's best that you put you, try to try your best to put yourself in that position because you understand more about what you want than somebody else understanding what you want. Totally. Totally. So that's uh that's number three. Yeah. Waiting on a perfect situation. Okay. Number four. Mm. Ooh, this is a real one. It's heavy, man. Scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality. Number four thing is fear, focusing on fear and focusing on trust, mm. fear versus trust. Now, this is something that plays itself out when you talk about relationships in the industry. Oh, yeah. Many people, many artists would be afraid to do what we do because um, they don't want to help other people. Right. They're afraid that someone else is going to become more successful. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to give away jewels and help and all of that shit. But truthfully, it's like, bro, this is how you liberate yourself. This is how you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, But but the reason they don't want to help because they they're fearful. But we help every week all the time. And what we find is that people want to help us more now than ever. Right. Um, But this is what happens when you let fear rule your decision making. Only someone who is afraid that there isn't enough, mm-hmm. i.e. a scarcity mentality, would be afraid to help those who are in need, especially if it is of no inconvenience to you. Right. But this is how the industry works. Yeah. And this is how Straight a lot up. of industry works. Yeah. Not even not just music. <laughs> no. <laughs> just work in general, industries in general. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. It's fucked up, but it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Um. You have to get things to a point to where you operate based on trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is I'm going to do this for them and I'm just going to trust that I'm doing it for the right reasons. Right. And if they want to help out or do something for me, cool. If they don't, either way, I did it for the right reason. So I know it was the right decision. Right. As opposed to I'm not helping them because what if? <laughs> right. What if they stab me in the back? Yeah. What if they steal my idea? Yeah. What if they get more shine than I do? Than I do. Yeah. Right. This is fucked up. Yeah. But people feel go through it all the time, man. Yeah. Man, but that's number four. Yeah, well, I got okay. a point for this one. Yeah. Um, another way to look at fear versus trust, I wrote it down, um, is trusting a plan or a process. That's real. You know, that's as opposed real. to freestyling something. Yes. You know, and being impulsive. Yeah. Like people that are that operate off of fear, fear breeds desperation. Yes. You know, when you have a plan and you're operating off trusting your plan or trusting the process of whatever you're planning on doing with yourself, yeah. then you put yourself in a better position to be successful. That's a fact. And people often perceive they think that freestyling is is freedom <laughs> and, and a plan is being rigid and, and uncreative. But truthfully, you know, the freedom is in the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the tr- person who trusts the process. Right. The person who says, oh, I got this plan. I'm going to stick it out yeah. because I believe in this shit. Freestyle is like, well, I just freestyled it. So if I fail, don't matter. I didn't really try. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I didn't, bullshit. I didn't put too much into it. Yeah, it's just yeah. okay if I fail. I just make another record. Yeah, I just do it again. Yeah, I don't care. Straight Fools is gonna hate anyway. So, <laughs> 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 all right. So that's number four. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. What up, everybody? Quick reminder: Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock. Medium back in stock. Large back in stock. Extra large, back in stock. 2XL, sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, 
Every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. Yeah. <sighs> We're back. we back. Real break. Yeah. You know, as we say, sometimes we just be saying that shit. Yeah. Sometimes real break. <laughs> real break. Today, real break, man. Yeah, man. Five cameras. Hey. You know, <laughs> shit be happening sometimes. Yeah, sometimes things happen to bring this shit to the people. Right. Okay, back to this discussion, this fascinating discussion about scarcity versus abundance. Yes. We have two points left. Mm-hmm. The fifth one is one that I see play out every day on social media. Oh, yeah. The worst. And the fifth thing that defines a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality is the focus on problems versus a focus on solutions. Yes. This is a deep one when you really take a step back and look at it, because there are people who will assume now, especially in the fake woke era, (laughs) that if you are not constantly outraged, posting about outrage or posting about something negative, then you're not aware. Mm -hmm. You're not woke. Quote, unquote. (laughs) Quotation fingers. I got to put them in those. You know what I mean? I hope you all pick up the sarcasm at home, you know? Um, But the truth of the matter is that the reason many people, including myself, Mm -hmm. no longer, um, that energy into those things is because we have chosen deliberately to focus on solutions instead of problems yeah this is something that people don't really understand a lot when they're in the midst of it we all have bad days oh yeah of course right we, we all dive in every now and yeah. then yeah every now and then you gotta you see some i just had i just had one yesterday yeah, where i, I saw believe. saw a cat posted some i had to, i had to just yeah. you know yeah, clap back i had to clap back clap. just a little clap, <laughs> a little clap action. you know what i'm saying like a couple posts you yeah. know what i'm saying one or two or three you yeah. know i let it go after that but i had to get in there right but but think about like that like you see that it is a temporary thing right once in oh, a yeah. while yeah Overall, you would rather push positivity, um, but it, it goes further than, you know, you have the positivity versus negativity mm-hmm. and people will argue me down about, well, it's about awareness, awareness, awareness. Mm-hmm. I think it's not even about awareness anymore. I think it's because it's much easier to focus on problems than it is solutions. <sighs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if it's on. I don't know if it's on. People in the back might need. People in the back. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear this thing? It's much easier to focus on problems than solutions. Yes. I know. Yeah. You think you're cooking. Yeah. You're not cooking. Nah. You're not helping you're anybody. cooked. Yeah. You're, you're getting, getting cooked. cooked. Right. You're, you're, you're being ran by whatever the discussion of the day is because you have not thought thought through these things enough to uh, come up with a solution that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You see, um, I've seen it many a times. Why don't you post about this? I used to be like that. Oh, yeah. I used to follow whatever the the, the outrage of the day was. Mm -hmm. But then I started thinking to myself that for all this tweeting, for all this posting. What have I done? To help the situation. (laughs) These problems still here. (laughs) Not a damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then I start to feel like, damn. 
Am I just creating more noise? Mm-hmm. Am I part of the problem? Am I part of the problem? It's scary mm-hmm. to admit that about yourself. Yes. Right? It's humbling. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm just creating more noise. Yeah. And then you start looking and, you know, and it's easy to, to tear down other people when you take on that mindset that everyone else is supposed to post about this or be mad about what I'm mad about or they don't care. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand some people have shifted. When anything bad happens, you're going to go through two phases. The first phase is acceptance. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. Okay. Let me let me accept what happened and let me process it. Mm-hmm. The second phase is how do we fix it? Mm-hmm. How do we move beyond it? Many people's online persona has never moved to phase two. Yeah. They're stuck in phase one of the problem, 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 the problem. It's never the solution. And a solution is never something that they take ownership of mm-hmm. themselves. So they really never get anywhere. And to me, this is the epitome of the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. When you focus on solutions, you take ownership for your own outcomes. Oh, but I want to take ownership. What? I know. You talking all of this. This is what people going to turn us on. This metaphysical shit. <laughs> I'm in my metaphysical bag today, bro. <laughs> like, talking all bag. this, you know. Nah, I don't buy one take I no. I live by this shit, though. I mean, I feel you. I you do know, too. I'm just saying. Like, they don't, don't want to hear me. Don't nobody want to take accountability. <sighs> don't nobody want to look in the mirror. But let me tell you, you want a, you want a dope life. Mm-hmm. You want the fly shit. You want the best thing that life has to offer, whether that's artistic success, personal success, relationships, your occupation, mm-hmm. your family. It doesn't happen without ownership. Nah. The point in which you take ownership is the point in which you actually start to control the outcomes. You become happier. Yeah. The people are so unhappy because they're paralyzed. They can point out the problems, but they're not in solution mode yet. Yeah. And this is why they 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 can't get into an abundance mindset. I think a lot of these people are so limited in their in their emotion yes in their mental capacity to even to even come up with solutions they they probably focus on the problem so much because they know they ain't got a solution they they, they ain't got a they ain't got a, a bone in their body that is solution oriented i think we have an answer folks ding, 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 i mean ding, ding. like exactly cats are scared because they know they ain't got nothing to offer Yes. So all you can do is point out the problem. And you get to look cool. Yeah. Because Remember, it's popular. It's popular. It's called being woke now. It's like some people bullshit. will not date you if they don't think you woke now. That's a dating criteria. Okay, Keep moving. Because <laughs> the thing is, if a woman is on that shit. Fuck a solution. If, the, if a woman is on that shit, it's like, it's more like, I'm probably more woke than you because I'm actually doing some shit about it. Thank you. I don't have to complain Thank all you. the time. Thank you. I'm making moves to make myself successful and the people around me successful. We spoke about it on this podcast before, like uh, with the, the gentrification, for example, Mm -hmm. and how it's the hot topic now, but those who have invest, you never hear this conversation amongst those who have invested in their own communities. Oh no. Because I gentrify my own street. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I never looked at it like someone, no one stopped me from buying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you moved back into the hood. Yes. <laughs> you bought a house back into your neighborhood. Yes. And then bought another one. Yeah, on the same bought street. another one on the same street. Sold that to somebody else who's a real estate investor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, yo, man, it's all the, the lens. Right. The lens that you view the world with defines how you how you view the world. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful because if you stay stuck in this in this problem mode, man, 
you'll never graduate to like a happier place where, and it's not to, I'm not saying ignore problems. I'm just oh, saying no. move forward. Right? Yeah. It's, it's recognize the problem and then it's say, okay, what do I need to do to fix the problem? Yes. You don't stay on the recognition of the problem. When people stay on the recognition of the problem, they can't move forward in anything. I mean, this 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 ha- this puts people in positions in their lives where they can't move forward in anything. Yes, because they're too focused on what's wrong with something else. Right. They're too focused on well, this ain't right about this, and this ain't right about that. So I'm gonna keep complaining yeah. instead of finding a way to fix whatever's wrong or doing my part. Because some of these problems are so grandiose that you, as a as a single person in this vast world can't fucking fix it come on man. but you can make moves to do things about fixing it your own way thank you in your own community in your own house you know thank starting you. your own fucking house thank you for god's sake that's it man i read a book some years ago and i can't remember if i talked about this podcast before i read this maybe eight to ten years ago and it was a little ebook on amazon it's probably out there it was called problems are opportunities mm-hmm. and it's probably was maybe 20 30 pages long mm-hmm. game changing book mm-hmm. it was all about how some people view problems as simply problems mm-hmm. and other people view problems as opportunities. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. A problem is, man, I wonder every time I look at my, in my inbox on my, um, my artist inbox, there's a, there's a younger artist asking me for advice. I don't have time to help them. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, it's too much. I don't want those problems. I used right. to run a label. I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. It's, it would take too much time. Yeah. That's viewing it as a problem mm-hmm. instead of, it's viewing it as an opportunity. Man, there's a lot of artists who help who need my help. Mm-hmm. They're looking at me for help. Maybe I should create a platform where we do this every week. Hmm. And in doing so, we'll get to help everybody. Instead of ta- answering one email, we can broadcast to thousands. Yep. It's a simple switch. Mm-hmm. That's it. But if you don't even understand that you're locked into problem mode mm-hmm. and you're not seeing the whole thing, you'll never see it properly. Yeah. So now when I have problems, I, I try to take a step back. Whoa, let me look at this yeah. through that lens. Is this is there an opportunity in this problem? Yeah. There's not a single person who's been successful without solving a problem. Yeah. And until you switch to that mode, you'll never be able to to do the same. You know. And if it's not an opportunity in the problem, then move on from the fucking move problem. On. Right. It's just a problem. <laughs> I mean, it's just a problem. Yeah. If the problem ain't gonna go nowhere, most likely it's something that in the long run is not gonna affect your life that much. Yeah. Because most problems have solutions. Yep. Yep. There's something you can do about it. Yep. Even if that's something is to do nothing and just let it pass. Right. There's always something you can do. Yeah. So. But yeah. So that's number five. Yeah. Last joint. Last joint. <sighs> reactive versus proactive. <sighs> reactive versus proactive. This Plan freestyle. <laughs> can bad Plan freestyle. Plan versus freestyle. Yeah. Not even a good freestyle. Yeah. How people handle problems is is a good indicator of how they view the world, mm-hmm. their mentality, right? So for us, or for, I mean, we're old enough to have, we make a lot of mistakes, we've made a lot of mistakes, but you can say that one thing that defines our adulthood is that we try not to always be in react mode. Oh yeah. We try now to anticipate problems. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we understand how much time problems cause us <sighs> and we know that it's just not worth it. Right? Nowhere near because worth we it. have so many more things we'd rather do with our time than than be caught up in senseless drama and chaos. The problem is that, you know, a lot of people, especially when you're younger, you can tend to view problems as like this mountain that you need to climb mm-hmm. to prove that you're 
capable, tough, strong, whatever. And you go through that shit subconsciously knowing that you could have avoided the whole thing. Talk to my kids about this all proactive, the time. Right? All the time. Um, that's the difference between uh, having a, 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 a victor mentality mm-hmm. or a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. People with a victim mentality are reactive. Why they do this to me? Mm-hmm. Why they always hating on me? Yeah. Why they take this from me? Why they give that to them? Why are they doing this to that person? Why they, they're always in that mode. Whereas those with a, a victor mentality is like, I'm about to do this. Yeah. I'm about to take this over there and I'm going to get that. And then I'm going to take this and I'm going to do that with it. And yeah. I'm going to create this and I'm going to do that. That's, oh, I see that happening there. This is what I'm going to do to make sure that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. That's being proactive. Yeah. If you don't have that, then you're stuck in the fear paradigm. Hey, what's going to, I'm so afraid that instead of being anticipatory, I'm just going to react. Yeah. And that is, you cannot have abundance in your life if all you do is run from fire to fire. Yeah. When you react, you look outward. Yes. When you, when you're proactive, you're looking inward. That's a fact. Because you're looking at, okay, what can I do to make sure that my situation is better? What can I do in the future to make sure that I don't run into these same problems? Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you're reactive, then it's a problem. I got to do something. What am I going to do about it? I'm scared. I'm scared to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's whack. It's super whack. Yeah, man. So that's it. That's it. That's it, man. I hope y'all made it through this episode without getting pissed off at us. Strong. But, uh, I don't think so. I think people know, get something from it. We kept it. We kept it fucking real on here, man. Always. And, uh, I hope that y'all uh, think about this. Whatever you're doing in life, take some time to think about like the mentality that you bring to it. Are you trapped in the the abundance mentality, or are you trapped in the scarcity mentality? And many times, the success you see, or the lack of success, is due to the lens with which you view the world. And I hope that, you know, this metaphysical conversation <laughs> ain't uh, been too much for y'all. Uh, I hope that y'all uh, enjoy this and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh? <laughs>